BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome to this week's episode of the Modern Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Cook. Today's episode is all about turning rejection into big opportunity. Rejection is a part of life, and it's a punch in the gut when it happens. But let's talk about how you can use the experience to your unique advantage. My dad has this adorable habit of throwing his back out. It happens a few times a year, laying him up and leaving him in agony. So when he called me last week to report his latest dalliance with back pain, I attempted to brighten his day with some silver lining thinking. Well, I said, at least you're not missing out on anything this time around. Your whole world is in quarantine. He responded with a growl, which led emotionally intelligent me to conclude that maybe he just wasn't in the mood for some silver linings. Sometimes you just want to stew in self-pity. But sometimes the silver lining is the thing. And I stand on the side of insisting that something that may feel painful in the moment can actually be a good thing, or at least a not-so-catastrophic one. And rejection is one of those things. Rejection, not getting the job, not getting support for your idea, not getting the raise, it leaves a gaping maw of a wound when it happens. And that's not just in your mind. There is scientific research that shows we may experience the pain of rejection as real physical pain. But if you can lick your wounds efficiently, there really is good to be found in rejection. You just need to harness its power and use it to your advantage. So let's talk about how you can do this. First, separate you from the thing you wanted. There's this expression I love that goes, you can't fit a round peg in a square hole. A round peg presumably serves an important purpose. It just doesn't fit in a square hole. The same logic applies to most professional moments of rejection. When you're faced with a no, start by recognizing it was not a rejection of you, the person. If you didn't get the job, likely it means the fit just wasn't right. Possibly a different skill or set of experiences was required for the role. Maybe a candidate with more years of leadership or knowledge of a particular program or system turned up. Their experience doesn't invalidate yours It just aligned better with that particular opportunity. So when you're faced with a no, start by recognizing it was not a rejection of you. It was about the fit. Just focus on finding that square hole. Next, get meaningful feedback. Sometimes rejection comes to you as a form letter or a gaping silence. But if your no comes from a human with a voice, then take the opportunity to ask for feedback. If the rejection was painful for you, and by the way, totally okay if it was, 
then let a bit of time pass before you go on a quest for feedback. The messenger or decision maker may not be their most objective if you show up as highly emotional or defensive. So wait until you feel ready to approach a conversation rationally, not emotionally, and then ask for feedback. If you were ejected for a job, were there particular skills the winning candidate had that you didn't? Did you maybe say something off-putting in the interview? If it was a product idea that prompted the no thank you, was there something missing from your pitch? Did you get the target audience wrong? Was there lack of clarity in implementation? Did the idea seem too labor-intensive, or maybe it was just the wrong timing? Oh, and the dreaded rejection when you ask for a raise? A friend of mine recently went for it. She asked for more money, and the no felt like a punch in the gut. But when she found the courage to ask her boss for feedback, she learned she was already sitting at the top of the pay range for her title. This gave her both an ego boost, and it also prompted her to polish up her resume, because earning more money was going to mean getting a new job. And this was a valuable insight for her to have. Next, take action. After you receive a rejection, take a moment to recognize that you're now in a position of power. You may not have gotten the job, but by asking for feedback, you know what's needed the next time an opportunity shows itself. And all of your peers that didn't take the risk of applying don't have that information. This is now your advantage, so put it to good use. What insight can you put into action? Is there a skill you need to start building? Or do you need to practice interviewing? What did you learn about what made another candidate more compelling than you? And how can you close that gap for next time? Consider signing up for an online class or raising your hand to sit on a committee at work. Or start applying for external jobs just to get the interview practice. Alternatively, you may have received feedback that inspires you to choose a different path altogether. Years ago, I applied for a job I thought I desperately wanted. It went instead to a colleague of mine. And when I asked the hiring leader for feedback, she told me they chose the other candidate because of her project management certification. Boy, did I dodge a bullet there. I can manage a project, but a project requiring an actual certification? Uh, this is not for me. So the action I chose to take was to find a new ambition. And I did. Side note, I run my own business today, so that worked out well. There are no right answers here. Your job is simply to take insight from the feedback and put it to good use. This is how we turn rejection into rocket fuel. Next, stand in the spotlight. If a tree falls in the forest and no one is around to hear it, does it make a sound? I'm still really not sure. But perhaps a more practical and maybe less philosophical question is this. If you take action on the feedback you've received, but no one knows you've done so, have you taken effective action? Visibility matters here. Maybe your boss told you he's choosing not to fund your product idea because he's not convinced it will meet a critical need for your existing customers. Okay, so what action are you taking? Maybe you're planning to delve into some customer research, doing interviews, or capturing the needs and problems they describe. Great idea. But once you've done it, be sure to circle back with your boss to share the insights you've gained. By taking this step, you're not only sharing valuable information with your boss, but you're demonstrating the accountability you've taken as a result of his feedback. The next time your boss is in search of a great idea and someone who's going to be thoughtful and methodical in running with it, I'm willing to bet your name will be at the top of his list of contenders. So now the time has come. 
I hope you're feeling ready to put yourself out there because whether you get a yes or a no, you can be ready to celebrate the outcome. Have a question I can answer? Check out all the links in my bio for the ways you can reach me. You can also visit my website at leadabovenoise.com or follow me on the Modern Mentor Podcast page on LinkedIn, where I share exclusive tips, videos, and musings. Join me next week for another great episode. Until then, thanks so much for listening and have a successful week. Modern Mentor is produced by Dan Fireband, edited by Karen Hertzberg, and supported by the rest of the Quick and Dirty Tips team, which includes Michelle Margulis, Morgan Ratner, Emily Miller, and our Vice President of Podcasting, Kathy Doyle. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy.